This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is good to hear. So you know I'm here. Count your blessings every day. Everything will be okay. I'm Christina Lavecchia, and who hasn't been following the rise of Nicolina Bozzo on American Idol? She joins me now on Good to Hear. Hi, Nicolina. How are you? Hi. I'm so good. How are you? Good. Are you still in L.A. currently? I am. I'm getting ready for the finale. I'm, Although I'm not, uh, I guess, competing, I'm still uh, part of the finale. The top 10 is all coming back. So we're getting ready for that. I just wanted to say a big congratulations to you on making it to the top five. Week after week, you made everyone here at 105.9 The Region so proud and across Canada. Oh, thank you. It's been an amazing, amazing experience. And I've been so honored to be able to represent Canada and represent Vaughan and York Region. And it's just been a really life-changing experience. I just want to talk about that last competition performance. Uh, you were mentored by season four American Idol winner Carrie Underwood, and you performed one of her songs, Blown Away, so beautifully. There's not enough wind in Oklahoma to rip the nails out of the past. Shatter every window till it's all blown away. Every brick, every board, every slam and blown away. How was it getting advice from Carrie and singing her own song in front of her? It was really, really cool to be able to talk to her and get some advice from her because obviously she's been through this whole journey before and she knows exactly what's going through our heads. Um, so it was really awesome to be able to kind of have her energy present and just, you know, see where this competition can put people in their futures, you know, with their career. Um, in terms of singing her song in front of her, that was intimidating. That was so scary. <laughs> that was really awesome, though, at the same time, because uh, she was so supportive of, of the song and of how I did her song. And, you know, it was really cool. But again, very, very intimidating as a whole. <laughs> well, you stood your own. You did it so beautifully. And your voice is so strong. And uh, you did us all very proud. Good luck to all of you as I read off these results. Take a deep breath, everybody. Tom, dim the lights. And here we go. Being on that stage with Ryan Seacrest, reading the top three results, what was going through your mind? I, you know, I was just trying to stay calm. I feel like at any point, like at that point in the competition, I felt like whoever makes top three or whoever wins the competition, we're, we're such a close little group of, I guess you could say friends, kind of like, kind of like a family at this point. So anyone who got in, it was going to be, it was going to be a celebration. So I was just really trying to stay calm and keep in mind that like whatever happens next is meant to be and as well, you know, be happy for whoever gets in. It's been a week since the results. How are you currently feeling? I'm, I'm doing really well. I'm, I had some time to reflect. I had some time to, you know, just kind of look back at this whole journey and I'm feeling really good. I'm 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 ready to start on my next journey as soon as I'm come uh, as soon as I get home and I'm really looking forward to what the next chapter of my life has in store for me. When will you be heading back to Vaughn? Um as of next week, I believe. I will be home early next week, so probably like Monday or Tuesday. 
And you have to come by the station one time. We have to set up, you know, a time to chat, maybe a performance. We would love to have you here. Oh, I would love to be there. I, as soon as I'm home, I will let you know and we will make it happen. Great. And you actually have a new release out called Glitter. We have played it here a few times at the region. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So um, as a part of American Idol, we all got to, or the top seven got to record uh, singles. And I had chosen to remake a song called Glitter that's originally by Patrick Droney. And, um, you know, we had the option to do an original or uh, to have someone write for us, but I felt really connected to that song just because of how beautiful it is. And the song Glitter itself is about grief and just like how it's inevitable, but, you know, it doesn't, like, it doesn't, it's not something that goes away, but at the same time, no one is ever truly gone if, like, the love for them is still there and their memory is still there. And I feel like it's just a beautiful depiction of what grief really is. See, grief, it's just like glitter. It's hard to brush away. Bright light and it still shimmers. You said you're coming home Monday, Tuesday. What is one of the first things you think you're going to do when you head back to Vaughn? I think the first thing on my list is to take a nap because this <laughs> whole process has been tiring. So much energy has come out of me. So, you know, I think I'm going to take a nap. And then once my little hibernation is over, I'm going <laughs> to get out into the world and start to making music and thanking everyone personally for all their support. And, you know, just really try and find a new normal back at home. You definitely deserve that nap and all the downtime that you need. <laughs> I'm sure the process has been a lot and uh, and it's good to take that time just to recoup and, you know, regain back that energy and then just go full force into the music, family, friends again and re- get reacquainted with everybody again. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really awesome transition, you know, coming out of American Idol and then being back at home with everyone. It's going to be it's going to be a magical moment for sure. Nicolina, again, we are so proud of you, and we really enjoyed following along on your American Idol journey, and um, us following you does not stop there. We would love to hear what's coming next from you um, beyond American Idol and, uh, and whatever new releases you have coming out. So thank you again for joining me on Good to Hear. Well, thank you. It was so awesome. Good to Hear. This is the good news. Now, this is good to hear. Rochelle DeGoya Jackman is the John Frieda Demanding Ambassador for 2022. Rochelle, what is this all about? Well, the John Frieda campaign uh, is really about demanding, um, encouraging women to demand more from themselves and from their community and in an effort to create positive and lasting change. So they approached me to be the Fund the Demanding Ambassador this year, and I am honored and thrilled. So what comes along with the honor, with the recognition? So what they decided to do, and what I thought was really unique about this uh, campaign, is they wanted to, first of all, make a donation. And and then second of all, they really wanted it, uh, they wanted to amplify um my story and the story of Jen Girlsy Mentorship. And um, they obviously have a huge platform and they wanted to promote 
gem on that platform. And by doing that, help the charity grow even more. Um, and so they get behind women who are making a difference and making change in the community and really try and help twofold through, you know, a monetary donation and through uh, promotion of their program. And before we talk about Jim, when, when you think about demanding that word, it often has negative connotations. But this sounds mm-hmm. so positive. Yes. Well, they it was it was such a unique uh, concept, and they felt that um, women who ask for more get more. And it was as simple as that. And they wanted to encourage and inspire uh, other Canadian women to speak up and to be demanding. And so, but in a positive way, as you, as you pointed out, positive um, and to promote lasting change in their community. And I thought that was just kind of a unique spin on it and to take something that is thought of as negative and to turn it around in a really positive way. So let's talk about GEM, Girls E-Mentorship. What is that? Well, GEM is uh, an evidence-based career mentorship program that focuses on high school girls facing socioeconomic barriers. So that could be financial, that could be racial. Um, And we're a a large group of women uh, who believe that every girl deserves the opportunity to succeed, no matter where she comes from or what barriers she's faced. So we focus primarily on -on one-on-one mentorship, uh, group mentoring, uh, scholarships, internships, and then we have a really fulsome curriculum um, that uh, we teach 21st century skills. We, we teach a lot of success traits um, in order to help young women succeed um, now and also into the future. How did this start for you? Why did it start? Uh, that's a great question. I'm actually, at, that comes up a lot. Um, and there is a story behind it. It's, a, it's, um, it's very close to my heart and it's very passionate. I'm very passionate about it because it all began when I was a graduate student. And at the time, um, I'm born and uh, raised in Toronto, but um, for school, I went to the UK and, um, you know, I didn't have any social networks. I didn't, I didn't know a lot of people. And like most students um, uh, coming up to graduation, I was trying to figure out my future. And I had so many questions and, you know, where to intern and, and where, how to apply and all, of, all sorts of questions that run through students' minds. And I noticed uh, so many of the men in my program had formal and informal mentors. And these mentors were opening doors for them. They were introducing them to uh, experts in their fields. They were, so through that, they were making connections. It was leading to interviews, to internships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And whether the mentors knew it or not, they were helping the next generation of men succeed. And uh, these, my fellow students, they were building their social capital, their confidence, interview skills, et cetera. And what was really interesting about this and really unfortunate was that none of the female students in my program um, had a mentor and we all could have benefited one. So it, it sort of stayed in the back of my mind because it was really unfair. And I became determined to create a platform that would encourage women to mentor other women. 
And so fast forward uh, many years, I got to a stage in my career that I could give back um, and uh, started to create uh, Girl Bee Mentorship. And so that's kind of the inspiration behind it. And it truly is inspiring. That sounds fantastic. Can you share with us maybe a story or two about the young girls or young women you have helped? Absolutely. Well, I mean, there's so many. It's hard to really choose. But we have, um, I remember a a young woman who I'm still very close with, but when we were first starting the program, we wanted to work with the young girl to create what the program would look like, so through a design thinking methodology. So we worked with 20 young women from Flemington, and um, one of the young women, um, you know, we've kept in touch all these years, but... Uh, she had no idea what she wanted to do. And uh, she went through a program and her mentor and her had this absolutely delightful relationship. And her mentor actually helped prep her for university. She never thought she would go through to university, go on to university, but her mentor helped her throughout that entire process and going through our program. And um, she killed it at university. She was, she was a superstar and um, we helped to introduce her to other people. She got internships, um, and now she's on an extremely successful path. Um, I can't sort of disclose where she is working or what she's doing, but she is, um, you know, you would never know, you would never guess where she came from. And to make it uh, this far, and her career is so bright. Her future is so bright. And um, that's just, you know, one example. We've, you know, we're helping a lot of young women right now. We've given close to $200,000 in scholarships. So you can imagine uh, for someone coming from um, poor circumstances, difficult circumstances, what that could mean and what educational opportunities that could mean for them. Absolutely. What's next for you and for Jem? Well, it's exciting times for us. We are actually expanding. So we are scaling the organization. We're expanding. Uh, Currently, we're in the GTA, and we have uh, just launched a pilot project in Hamilton. And we want to expand across the province. So it's very exciting for us, and we want to reach a lot of girls who do not have access to a lot of organizations that um, are available within the GTA. So we want to be able to provide uh, mentorship opportunities, career guidance, um, and industry knowledge to uh, young women from all over Ontario. So we know that there is so much work to be done, and we're just really excited to be able to have that opportunity to, to, to reach more young women across the province. Well, let's reach out right now to those young women. Where can they contact you? Oh, thank you. Um, They can go to our website, so www.girlsementorship.com. And if, uh, you know, anyone listening wants to become a mentor, that's we are always looking for amazing women to help us. And we train, we provide so much training so they can go onto our website and learn more about it. If you're just interested in the program in general, just take a look at our website. Um, or if you know someone in your community or you know a school that could uh, benefit from uh, hearing and learning about GEM, and maybe they have mentees or potential mentees that might want to join our program, please just direct them to www.girlsandmentorship.com. That's fantastic. Rochelle DeGoya Jackman, congratulations on your selection as John Frieda's demanding ambassador. Way to go. 
Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. Good to hear. We'll be right back on 105.9 The Region. Listen live at 1059theregion.com or 105.9 FM. This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. Now, I love these kind of stories and good to hear. A couple of people who made a transition from one career to another and now we're parlaying their experience in media and radio into a success with a food truck, Sandwiches. Thrilled to be speaking to Ryan Maud about this great success story of hard work and determination. Ryan, thrilled to be speaking to you. How are you? I'm very good. It's great to speak with you as well. Yeah, I, you have a, a, an extensive experience as a news producer and talk show producer in the business, along with your partner, Jesse Lorraine, who I follow on social media. And... Uh, and and it's it's quite a transition. It can be a very tough business, and a lot of my friends, a lot of people we both know, were finding themselves, hey, now what do I do? And all of a sudden, you have this food truck that's become a big success. How, how did it come about, Ryan? So that was pretty much the case. We, we had seen a lot of our colleagues let go in radio, and we figured eventually our time would come, so we wanted to kind of leave on our own terms. But what did we do? And uh, my sister-in-law ran a bakery called the Little Tub Bakery with her parents for 25-plus years successfully. And we said, well, why don't we get together, open up a food truck that has good food that you can't get up in this area. Uh, so we got the money together, got this truck purchased, everything ready to go. Uh, we were going to leave our jobs. Uh, the pandemic hit. Wow. <laughs> and... What do you do? You can't stop. You still have to go with it. So we uh, got the truck up to uh, Wyerton, opened up, uh, and it was uh, slow moving at first. You know, we weren't uh, getting many customers. Uh, we weren't getting a steady paycheck. Uh, no money was coming in in the beginning. It was a scary time. Hmm. Uh, but the uh, people eventually came out. They slowly started to support us. And, uh, you know, if you have good food, they'll come, right? So, so you're located in the Wyerton area, which is a great area, spring, summer, fall, for people going for a drive in the province. So I think that's awesome. But the, the sandwiches, food truck, it's barbecue roast beef, pulled pork, homemade fries, poutine. Sounds incredible. Do you cook it? Who cooks it? Uh, my wife and my sister-in-law cook it. My sister-in-law does the fries, and uh, my wife does the sandwiches, and uh, I deal with the customers. Okay. <laughs> I like that I'll get one. the next job. Yeah. Know your role. Um, <laughs> so when, when it starts to get busy and starts to become successful, what's going through your mind, Ryan? Uh, I was in shock at first, right? Because I didn't know what to expect. Um, but really, in my mind, it, it's a very simple concept. If you can cook good food, good quality food, people are going to come. I felt the only thing that was stopping us was the pandemic was the lockdowns, was not being able to work. Um, and I've noticed even just being open the past month this year, it, it, things have already picked up again. Uh, so we just want to keep pumping out that quality food and, and making people happy. 
Thrilled to be speaking with Ryan Mon on Good to Hear about the Sandwiches food truck in the Wyarton area. And not only is Sandwiches uh, doing very well, they're also giving back to the community, supporting frontline hospital workers, uh, providing uh, hot turkey sandwiches for struggling families. So it's great to see that for people in that Wyarton Sable Beach area, this is not just a business, it's, a, it's a becoming a part of the community that people can count on. Uh, absolutely, especially when we, we couldn't open. We said, well, what can we do? So we figured, yeah, we can make up some, some meals for our frontline workers at the local hospital. We can make these turkey dinners for local families. Uh, what are ways that we can give back? Yeah, well, and it's great to see that people in the industry making a day trip to support the Sandwiches food truck, including someone that I owe a lot of my career to, one of the, the Hall of Fame broadcasters this country's ever produced, the incredible Evelyn Mako, who I imagine was on her motorcycle when she hit hit the food truck, right? I was, she was. I was so excited to see her because I, I used to listen to her in the 90s. Uh, so that was I was thrilled that she came out to support us. Now, what kind of feedback are you getting from locals and what kind of feedback are you getting from people, a tourist in the southern Ontario, central Ontario area, making day trips to the Wyerton area? Uh, we, we get, the locals have been great. They're, they're pretty much uh, regular customers. I, I see the same faces uh, pretty much every weekend. Um, people that come up here, uh, they've heard of us. They come up to try us, and, and they just come back for repeat visits. And Americans love us. That, that was... One of the things that was hurting us was because the border was closed. Oh, yeah. And a lot, yeah. Of Ameri- a lot of Americans couldn't get across the border, but they were reading about us. And as soon as they opened up the border uh, last year, the Americans flooded up and uh, came out to try the stuff in the truck. So it, it's all been very positive feedback. I don't know what it is, Ryan, but I, I, my wife and I have talked about this, and we, we've been, when you know, you know, COVID uh, willing, gone to events, and our kids who are in university. There's something about the food truck. I don't know if it feels safer. You're outside, the person's in there. You get your food. Uh, you're like, hey, there's something. It's cool food. It's good food. I don't know what it is. I find the appeal of the food truck is more now, Ryan, than I can remember. Yeah, I, I saw it was exploding too, especially around the pandemic. Uh, I mean. You're- we were easy, right? There was no fear. Where you're all outside, your social distancing, yeah. you could get get your food safely. You know that was that was a positive for us. Our, our, our business model worked well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan Mon of Sandwiches Food Truck, I, I, an absolute a pleasure to speak with you, and great to see someone uh, in our business and make a transition as well as you are. Look for them on Facebook, Sandwiches Ryerton. Ryan, continued success, and I'm going to be uh, hopefully up there one time and get some uh, barbecue beef. It sounds pretty good to me. Can't wait to see you. Take care, Ryan. Good to hear. This is the good news. Well, it's always good to hear when a business does well, especially on a town or a city's main street. There's a big building at 6397 uh, Main Street in Stouffville. That's right at Park. It's called the Pop-Up Shop. And the person who uh, runs it is Lauren Walker-Lee. She's a stylist and creative consultant. Joins me right now. Hi, Lauren. Hi, thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about the pop-up shop. So the pop-up is this cute pink building, like you mentioned, at Main and Park in the lovely town of Stouffville. It's a temporary rental space that allows for artists, makers, vendors, and entrepreneurs to pop up and set up shop. There's like a minimum three-day booking, weekends being the most popular, and vendors get a taste of having a storefront without the traditional retail commitment. It's also great for the town because there's a rotation of people and products in the store, and we've been fostering this maker community and supporting independent businesses. And it lets these sellers market 
and sell themselves in real life and even complement their existing digital presence. And this is so timely because we know rents have just skyrocketed for so many people. And when you're just starting out in a business, rent can be a make or break. Absolutely. And this is a fabulous solution for people who want to try their hand at having a storefront. And is there a cost involved? Yes, there is a cost, but I would like to say it's at an excellent price point. So a vendor for a weekend, um, one vendor starts off at 275 for the three days. And when they add a vendor, like vendors team up and we, we suggest that three is the most the space can, can handle. And um, it goes up from there. So three vendors would be looking at 575 for a three-day um, period. And when you break it down, that's about $64 per day per vendor. Which is quite doable, uh, especially if, if Very, yes. you can make money from your product. So give me an example of some of the, the vendors, some of the entrepreneurs you, you have who've set up shop there. Well, we've had um, quite a variety, some incredible people. And given this opportunity that you're allowing me to have right now, I'm going to do my best to shout them out. So we've had Humblebee Candles, Front Porch Refillery, Chocolate. Hold, hold chocolate, on, hold on, hold on. So. Hold on. So we know the, we know what the first one does. Uh, the second one you said was? So Front Porch Refillery, I'm quite excited about because yeah. it is, it is um, a young entrepreneur who has set up like a refilling business for household products. She's big into sustainability and helping the planet. Such and as? And reducing our waste. So, so you would get your you would refill your home cleaning products. You could you could refill shampoos. Oh, so we're not using all of the single use plastic. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, go on another one. Chocolate, chocolate, amazing <laughs> uh, baker and chocolate maker. She's she's popped up quite a few times over the past couple of years. Um, Shop thrift did this is a very young girl who's got a thriving um, like vintage thrifted Instagram account, and she comes and rents from us, and her following comes and visits Stovell, which is fabulous. Boho Blooms is into plants and also um, antique furniture, resale furniture. Christina Cooks has some food products. Wild Honey Inc. has healthy baked goods and other, you know, health wellness items. We've even had um, a florist come in and do wreath making around Christmas. A photographer has come in and used it for photo sessions. And content creators are also starting to reach out about how they how they might be able to use the space for their content creation. It hits me then you can go into the store. Let's say you go in this weekend. It could be a completely different store next weekend. Yep, and that's it. And we, we're... we're Please, that we're we're um, trucking along. It's been hard for retail. It's been hard, you know, to be in Toronto. And I'm, you know, proud of everybody who has survived. So we can, all, everybody can always jump on our Instagram to see who's coming up. But that is the beauty of it. Like it's it's a it's an ever rotation of new people and products and things. Okay, so that's the next thing I wanted to ask you. So what is your Instagram handle? So it is the pop up shop underscore Stoville. That's on Instagram. So at the pop up shop, the pop up shop. The shop has two P's, and then that's underscore Stoville. And then the web address is www.thepopupstoville.com. So people get all the information there, contact you. Uh, can they also find out what's going to be happening uh, at this shop? Yes, they can. Everything is there, and they can see on Instagram, the website, and then they're, you know, DM us. We love feedback. We love to hear from you. Spread the word, um, because it, of course, is not limited to Stovell. 
and, or you know, York region. So it could go far and wide. However, however much uh, a vendor would like to drive and tr- try their hand, you know, please do. Please get in touch. And the hours? They make their hours. Um, the space itself is almost like a naked shell. There is some, we have some fixtures that they can move around. People bring all of their own um, tables and, or we have a couple tables, but if people need more things, they bring it. They love that we're like a blank, complete blank canvas for them to decorate that suits whatever they are selling and they make their, and they make their hours. And then we help to market a little bit and they just go wild with their, um, with their own networking and they just use us and become their own store. Okay. All right. It is called the uh, Pop-Up Shop in Stouffville. It's at uh, Main and Park, and I've been speaking with Lauren Walker-Lee. Good luck with this. Great. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Lauren. It's been good to hear. Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is good to hear.